Get ready to turn that shit off and t- t- turn this shit up. R- Rap Games the Podcast is now live, live with, with, with real convo and real insights, t- t- touching bases with who and what you love to stream with Man Man, Grind Hard, and D- DJ Young Sean. Yo, 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 DJ Young Sean, the screen source checking in and I got my brother with me. Man Man, Grind the Fuck Hard with the bad voice. And today we got a special guest, man. Uh, very, very special guest, content creator. You know, one of my, one of my OGs, my big bros. iPod King Carter is in the building. Yeah, what's up with y'all? You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Appreciate y'all for having me on the pod. About to be a crazy night. Yes, sir. Hey, that sound real good. We gonna get into it. We was rapping before we before we ran the intro. Indeed. And before we before we get into the nitty gritty, just run run the info the the shit that you were just telling me about, run that. Okay. Yeah, run okay. it. So listen, if you in this content creator space, no matter if you're an influencer, a streamer, a podcaster, a TikTok, or whatever, you need to write down your goals, write down the companies that's going to make your goals happen, and chase them. Now, what that means for me is when it comes to the best gaming headsets, the best studio microphones, the best gaming mics, the best keyboards, the best lighting, I go to Logitech. Everybody knows I've been with Astro Gaming since 2013. Guess who got acquired by Logitech? Guess who tapped me in with blue microphones? Because guess who acquired blue microphones? Guess who tapped me in with Jaybird because Jaybird got acquired. Logitech is literally a household name. So when you want something, you got to write that stuff down. I've always been trying to upgrade my setup and try to figure out how to stay relevant in the gaming space with all the new paraphernalia. And that's how I've been able to do it. Once you got the pulse on what's the stuff you need, you'd be like, yo, what that mice got? Oh, 800 DPI? Oh, it go up to 2400? Yo, what that keyboard? Oh, that that joint got the number pad, RGB. Um, it vibrate. It got sensors on it. You can you can use it like it's a stream deck. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Elgato too. We love you, but I mean, like that's the type of stuff I'm into. So, with me being in electronics, it's only right to make sure that you keep sponsors sponsoring you because I'm gonna tell you right now the way that I feel about it. People want to see you win, even if you think your own people don't want to see you win. Trust me, it's people out there in the world. I want to see you win. Now, you know how some rappers say, like, people from your hometown ain't going to feel you. Sometimes you just got to leave your city. Like, sometimes your inner circle might not have all the answers. Sometimes you got to get an outside perspective on what's good for you. And I always tell people, like, yo, I'm telling you, when it comes to this business stuff, just holler at me. I'm, I'm going to put you in the right direction. I'm going to literally throw the lob and you gotta dunk that bitch. I'm not, I can't. I can't just give you six headsets and say, "Yo, go ahead about your day," because what happens when those six headsets break? And now you need to re up. You know what I'm saying? If I'm the plug, the plug is supposed to supply you with the means to make your own money. And then guess what? At that point, you don't need the plug. Everybody want to grow, right? At that point, everybody else want to become the plug. So why can't we all eat? That's why I don't be understanding. A lot of people want to gatekeep instead of saying, yo, 
what you mean? Just send me an email. I forward it to the people that I actually talk to on a day to day. Now, guess who email you got? You got the people I talk to. So when they start feeling yourself, they like, yo, you know what? This person got a good head on their shoulders. They got great ideas. I want to, I want to back them. I want to, Hey, you know what? Hey, Mike, do we have a budget of at least 7,000 to give them for the fiscal quarter for like, Oh yeah, we got that. So guess what? Now you got a budget of 7,000 to get all the equipment that you need for your podcast. And you just go. And then when they see that your podcast is doing successful, guess what? You now have an in-house sponsor. Now, instead of them just giving you a budget for equipment, now they want to say, yo, you know what? We need, we need a little 15 to 30 second segment on your podcast. We know, we know we get you a budget of 7,000 for the equipment for just that quarter, but let's do a yearly deal. You know what? Let's, let's triple that. Let's do, let's do 21,000 for the year. You know what I'm saying? Let's do each episode or every other episode. And then now you got money coming in off the side and still making money off your revenue of your streams and your, your video views and all of that other pot. That's how people is doing so, so, so well. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you know, other podcasts out here that's doing that, that promo stuff and, and doing, you know, influencer type deals within their pod. It's money out here to be made. You feel me? So right now, what we doing? We doing some real shit. Cause we could have stayed the plug and not put this information out. Shit. I might yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I, I really appreciate the game because I always seen myself like doing music. There's always been me in my city, you know, around the young niggas because when I was coming up, the OGs then they didn't reach down. They didn't do nothing. You had to find your way to the to the to the next level or to the medium level to get to the top. You feel me? Like by the time you get to the top, they just now starting to acknowledge you and, and and you know trying to tell you stuff and show you stuff. But by then it's like I don't need you. You feel me? Like you ain't you ain't been there this whole time. I'm gonna just keep figuring out on my own. Sometimes that could be some bullheaded way to thinking. You feel me? Because everybody needs some type of help, some type of way. You feel me? But Mm-hmm. You know, they just they just how I thought growing up because everything I accomplished on some music was, you know, in a circle or just on my own researching. Now, what I can say to that, you know, because you know, you always gotta play double advocate or debate about it, right? So let's say the OGs that was, you know, doing the music, right? They All said, right. Yo, we we've been grinding this for 13 years. You know what I'm saying? We still local, we still trying to figure some things out. We, we, we just one hit away. We won, you know, pro- producing, you know, drink credit away type shit, right? You just come in, you three months in, but you buzzing. You know what I'm saying? And instead of working with you or whatever the case may be, they might say, yo, you know what? We going to let them do their thing because we don't want to step on what they doing because guess what? We did our thing a certain way and maybe we might not feel like we as, you know, successful in how we played the game so let's see how they do it you feel me because everything's a learning process whether old or new you feel me so if like let's say for instance um i'm a rapper right and i'm two years in and my rap style just happens to be something that is coming around the the 20 year gap you know what i'm saying like maybe i might be the next let's say j cole you know what I'm saying? I might be coming up in that in that lane, but I got all these other rappers out here that did it different than me. And they all saying, yo, 
why don't you do it like this? This is easy money. You're going to get show money. You're going to be able to go on tour. You're going to be able to sell your merch, all that. Just rap like this. We know you can do it because you're talented, because you don't rap like us. But I, in myself, is saying, you know what? I think I'm going to stay in my own lane. I'm going to do it my way, and I'm going to just see how far I can go with the way that I do it. It's my code. It's my character. You feel me? So the old heads might have looked at y'all like, yo, let them do that, do what they doing. When they reach that level where they want to, you know, really reach out and be like, yo, I'm here now. You know what I'm saying? We in the same studio sessions together. We in the same building together. We at the same shoots. We at the same club, all that. Then they'll probably be like, yo, we, we've been watching you. We've been seeing you doing your thing. And you'd be like, what? You've been watching me? How? You know what I'm saying? You ain't never reach out. To, you know what I'm saying? That's the energy people have because they don't realize that eyes always on you. It's just some people don't want to be in your business. Some people don't want to try to take over your business because at the end of the day, what's yours is yours. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. That. I, I feel that. I feel that. I just feel like, I don't know, bro. Like, coming from where I come from and just like, the lifestyle that we live around this bitch, bro, like, it's never been, like, a OG influence, period, you feel me? Like, mm -hmm. and I just feel like over the last past 10, 15 years, this where, like, all the violence is coming from anyway with the street life, you feel me? Like, mm -hmm. niggas just stopped being OGs or niggas was locked up and, and want their, the, you know, to give niggas game to keep getting money and stay out the prison, you feel me? Like, if a nigga already been through something, it ain't wrong with, you know, reaching down. So by the time it came down to my generation, and we ain't need motherfucker, that shit triggered on down to the niggas under us and like shit. Niggas I fuck with, they ain't need no OG. So fuck the niggas older than us. You feel me? They ain't they ain't doing shit for us. No way. They ain't never did nothing for nobody. So fuck it. You feel me? And I feel like that's where that mentality came from. But that's just my way of thinking. You feel me? But see, the biggest disconnect with that, right? So I grew up the same way, right? I didn't have no older brother. I was, I'm, I'm the oldest, you know what I'm saying? But I had my pop and my pop always told me, yo, you run with that. You gonna have to deal with the consequences, right? So at the end of the day, when we talk about OGs, your block OG, it's not your father, not your father figure even, right? So if we in the, you know what I'm saying, doing something, you know what I'm saying? And they say, yo, go run this. What you going to do for that couple of dollars, right? You going to run that, right? Not fair. They giving you all the heat, right? And then you just like, oh, well, I'm going to do it because I'm getting a couple of dollars. But they know that you're not going to get a harsh sentence. You're just going to go to the juvie joint real quick, get placed real quick. And then you know I'm saying? they're going to call your mom, dude, tell them to come get you on your first offense type shit. And they could do that a hundred times because it's a hundred young boys. You feel what I'm saying? No, so, so, so when we grew up, we were like, yo, we don't need them. It's because... They put us in bad predicaments. They was like when you think about the term OG, like that they wasn't that. They was just trying to get by by manipulating the young because they knew as a as an adult the charges is crazy. So they trying to stay out by using us as their employees, and I'm using air quotes. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. But they not, but they not a, a reputable business. You know what I'm saying? This shit ain't legal. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like it's like working at a pizza shop under under the table. And then when it's tax time and 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 the health inspector and all that come in, they be like, "Yo, who are all these thirteen year olds in here? They only ain't got working papers. Ah, ah, type shit. Now they paying fines. 
because that's a reputable business. But when you're in the streets, you don't pay fines, you pay time. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying? You know, bad things happen, you ain't in here no more type shit. Nah, true that, true that, true that. YouTube, right? Indeed. When I first found your YouTube channel, like, like, caught an interest in your channel, it wasn't even, it was never for no gaming shit. It was always from no sponsorships. Like, you always had a different product on that bitch. So, your YouTube channel, where did it start? Did it start for, with the, um, like your interest in electronics or it started with the gaming? Uh, the YouTube channel actually started with me watching um, the Twerk team and the URL TV. <laughs> I'm keeping it all the way tall. Okay. What? Wait. Say that again. Hold on. Say that one more time. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to need y'all to Google this because the Twerk team was crazy back in the day. Lady, I, I know you ain't talking about the three, the three females. Yeah, yeah. Lady L, uh, twerk some. I can't yeah. never think of the third one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, you know, she got kicked out. It's cool. Yeah, shout Ooh, out to Lady L, though. Y'all really don't know the yeah. third one. Yeah, yeah nah. Little, little dark skin joint. She used to go crazy. Nah, she definitely did. But I ain't, I ain't really like the main one. I, I always like the next to the main one. I like the Lady L. So I followed them. Shout out to them. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying then a uh, URL TV. I'm, I've always been in the rap battles. Always. The reason I started YouTube was because somebody put a battery in my back. You know what I'm saying? We was playing 2K one day and we destroyed some crew, right? This is back in the my crew days on 2K10. We, I mean, listen, we beat the bricks off some team, bro. I can't even tell you who that team was. And one of the homies was like, yo, man, we really need to make a recruiting tape, like a highlight tape, you know what I'm saying? Send this joint out to people on like MySpace, Facebook, whatever the case may be, or whatever we had back then, and you know, recruit. And I'm like, all right, bet I'll do it. So I'm recording our clips, you know what I'm saying, with my, my cell phone, my little G1, you know what I'm saying, recording clips, making recruit videos. Next thing you know, my crew was like top 10, and we just doing it, recruiting people from state to state. And we we had like, I think like, 13 members or whatever and we all used to like alternate and stuff like that it was crazy and then one day um i was watching shakedown and he was making like my career videos and i was like i was like damn i do play my career to get my build up a little bit i was like shoot i i, I could do that and the first video i posted was me getting that shoe endorsement i grinded crazy for that john on 2k11 bro and when i seen that john get like 100k views I said, oh, we up from here. I said, this 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 might be something I could do. So your first video got 100K views? Uh, yep. This yep. is crazy. So you basically is just saying, like, you got inspired to make YouTube videos from you playing a game with your homeboys. Mm -hmm. An idea popped up, and you watching URL and Twerks on videos. Yep, bro, right. That's all I used to watch on, on YouTube, bro. I never watched those, those little, you know, cringy type... You know, videos and all that. It was literally, I got on, I was only subscribed to two channels. The uh, Twerk Team and the URL TV. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know nothing about 2K videos, all of that. Like, uh, Chris Movener was making them like two years before I, I, I got really into it. But I didn't know, bro. You know what I'm saying? Who was searching for gaming tips and all that? You know what I'm saying? I got tips off of beating people for money. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's where I was getting tip videos from. Like, I was yeah. just like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Can you beat me? What's up? Let's, let's play with this dub real quick. You know what I'm saying? So it was a tutorial video? Um, No. So the way I did it was we was doing endorsement videos. So, like, I would sit my phone on my uh ironing board with a cup, right? And 
every time I got an endorsement, you know, that joint used to pop up like a splash screen. So that's when I knew, oh, it's time to record. Don't press no buttons, put the controller down, grab my phone, put it on the little, you know, the little Jimmy rig joint. And I would record every endorsement I got. And that was my start to YouTube. It was showcasing the endorsements because, you know, 2K has always been secretive with what's in their game. So when you unlock an achievement, it's really like, yo, you got to tell the world. And it's always been like that. You know what I'm saying? Since the first time my player came about. What 2K was this? Uh, 2K11. MJ on the cover. Create a legend. I didn't even play that 2K. You missed out. I did and had that version. You missed out. That was a that was a great game. Oh, me, it was. Sorry, you missed out, brother. <laughs> I probably still got that motherfucker somewhere. What was your first 2K, Sean? Uh, I can't even remember, bro. I didn't like oh. 2K, bro. I, I was I like live. I fuck with but live when, back I, then. When I did you too. Playing live though. When they put Tim Duncan on the cover. So that was like oh no, it was a PS2. I remember I had a silver PS2 Slim. I got the game for Christmas late. I was mad. I didn't play it because I was mad. All my niggas already had the game. I got it late. So I ain't playing. Oh, live 2000. Yeah. So you mean to tell me you that was your last joint? So you so you instantly went to 2K then? No, I wasn't playing no games. Oh. I wasn't a gamer. Mm. Like I had video games and okay. shit, but I didn't I didn't play games. Yeah, oh. I remember. I remember Live 2000. That was that was the start. You know what I'm saying of like the comparisons and stuff because 2K had first came out. You know what I'm saying, and then they named the next one 2K1. So like when 2K came out, it was on the Dreamcast and all that. You had to use the that's back the one I had because you had the Dreamcast that, drink. Yeah, I, that was my first 2K. The next one that come to probably like 2K5 or some shit. Oh yeah, I remember 2K5 as well. Yeah, so basically, like, with me, I started playing 2K when it first dropped. But where I was living, I was in the trenches. I couldn't afford a, a Dreamcast. So I had to go for somebody's crib and play that John. But I was definitely there trying to learn how to shoot free throws. You know, we used to bet on who could hit two free throws straight with Shaq. You know what I'm saying? Because you used to have to use the back uh, triggers to, like, it's get them arrows. You know what I'm saying? So we used to really bet cash, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, where's, where's some crazy young boys? Like, yo, everything was a bet. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and plus if people ain't pay their bread, you know what I'm saying? We slap boxing for it. So, you know, it was, it was a movie back then. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I missed out. I probably missed out on so many gaming memories that I'm probably supposed to have and people probably thought I, I got, but I ain't never even played a Dreamcast. Like, I played games that my niggas had, but majority of my niggas didn't even have no games. That's crazy. I had, man, I had fun on my Dreamcast. I ain't gonna lie. I had crazy taxi on that motherfucker. I had some shit on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm heat, bro. Like, me, I was, I've always been in the sports games, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when it came to video games, I never was, like, one of those RPG. I was never one of them platformers. Like I had Metroid. Metroid was a shooter platformer, right? But after Metroid, I didn't pick up another shooter until like Call of Duty, bro. Like I ain't play like it was all sports games. I had Madden. I had Live up until it wasn't good no more. Then I had 2K. I had um I 
I never played all pro from 2K though. I never played their football game. Then you know I had all the um the NBA streets. I had all those, you know what I'm saying? And then you know I had fighting games too. So like Fight from New York, I had uh the Tekkens, like I was into that type wave, like sports and fighters. Like that's what I was in back into, you know what I'm saying? Mortal Kombat, you know what I'm saying, playing those at the arcade and all that. I was really, I was really I've been a gamer for a long time. I'm really him. Man, I play. I play everything. I had Zelda on that bitch. I had all type of shit. I'm talking about anything that I felt like I couldn't beat. I had that bitch. <laughs> Real talk. And then I think 2K5 like had what Ben Wallace on it covering ESPN. They it was like ESPN 2K or some shit. Yep, I remember that shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been playing that bitch, but like man said, like my my brain so fucked up when it you know come to remembering like what i used to play because i was a street kid so when i was in the house they were like doing school days and you feel me where i could just be at the house chilling playing the game mom probably wouldn't let me outside because i did some bullshit or she'll leave for work i'll sneak on a game or some shit other than that i was in the streets bro like so like out the I think like when I got into like middle school or high school, it just like all this shit is almost kind of a blur. My memories came back when like, um, like around the era where nigga was online playing each other for bread and shit. Uh, around the uh, Call of Duty War, that war and all this shit, Halo and shit. When I was on Xbox and shit around that time, you feel me? But outside of that, it'd be a blank. So I got a I got a Diz on in my life too. So from the age of fifteen to the age of about eighteen or nineteen, I really ain't played no video games at all. By the time I was fifteen, I had my working papers. I was working at McDonald's. Me and my mom was beefing. I got kicked out many a times. Went to go live with my uncle for a little bit. And so those like couple years was all grinding at work, going to school. And trying to find a place to stay. You know what I'm saying? I never I never couch surfed, but it was more so like, yo, I really need a spot to like sleep at. You know what I'm saying? I need my own space type shit. And family members will look out from time to time. But eventually, once I start getting like, you know, more cars and shit, I'm flipping cars at this point. By the time I'm 17, I was sleeping in my car. You know what uh -oh, I'm saying? So like time out, time out. What? You yeah, were, bro. 17, you were flipping cars. Hell yeah. Hustling motherfucker. Bro, if it's if it's a dollar to get, I'm getting it. Why you think my name iPod King Carter, bro? Nigga, I was flipping fully loaded iPods. Nigga, all the music you need. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm I was gonna ask you how the name came. <laughs> yeah, bro. So Pete, I'm I'm 15 going on 16, right? I am a sophomore in high school. Um, I just get transferred to a new school. It's a it's a it's a predominantly white um public school. And Wallingford, PA, right? Called uh Strathaven. So, you know, I'm new and I'm from I'm from Chester. So everybody already know, like, don't ask me where I'm not from Philly, I'm from Chester, right? So we got our own style, we we wear what we want, we talk how we talk, all that. So when I came into the school, they thought I was a thug type, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like they ain't really they they wrote me off before they even, you know what I'm saying, knew who I was, right? So, you know, I'm getting A's on tests and stuff like that, but I ain't really need to participate. You know what I'm saying? I'm a great listener. You know what I'm saying? And I write my shit down, bullet points and all. You feel me? So this one shorty was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I know you don't do tutor and all that, but like, how did you get that question type? I was like, oh, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I told her what I told her. And she invited me to her house party. So, you know, I pull up in a V, you know what I'm saying? 
I, you know, I got my CD player. I got the joint that you plug the cassette tape in with the little uh joint so you can plug into the CDs and all that. But I just had bought my iPod and I had just put a little bit of music from like LimeWire and, and Rhapsody and all that on that joint. So I walk into the party because I didn't want to leave my iPod in the car. And, you know, we in that joint jamming, but every time somebody jump or something like that, it's shitty skip. So I'm like, damn, I'm like, yo, this party really, this joint lame. So I look at the shorty, I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, what's up with this joint? She like, oh, well, you know, boys will be boys. I'm like, listen, I can plug my iPod in. It's not going to skip because it's not a CD. And then I just play a playlist. She like, all right, cool. As soon as she did that, boom, I was the iPod king. Right then and there, bro. At that, I saved the whole party, bro. Like, it wasn't enough of anything that was in that house to do without music. You feel what I'm saying? So that's how that's how I got my name. And then um, the reason why people was really calling me that is because they heard it before. DJ Drama used to say it in his mixtapes. And a lot of people don't know about that either. You know what I'm saying? Like, he used to call himself the iPod King. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I had to trademark that. We verified now. You feel me? <clears throat> You feel me? But yeah, that's how, that's how I got my name, bro. And then Carter is just my last name. That's great. That's crazy. <laughs> Listen, man, I got a I got a story for everything, bro. It's just, it's, it's really been a, it's been a it's been a long journey, bro. Correct. How did you end up at Two K First Community Day? All right, so <clears throat> I'm gonna put it to you like this, right? When Sean was talking about research, you know what I mean? You know, figuring out how to do things on his own and stuff like that. I've always been a big proponent to ask questions. And I've never been scared to ask a motherfucker a question. I don't care who you are. I don't care about your numbers. I don't care about your status. I don't care about your stardom. I don't care about your fandom. I'm going to ask these questions. You know how niggas be like, yo, would you rather this money or dinner with Hove? I got a solution for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go to one of the Hove concerts, you know what I'm saying? backstage pass you know what i'm saying you could actually speak to him invite him to dinner on you you know what i'm saying pocket the rest and then you'll actually have real conversations about some shit you know what i'm saying because you let him know what you are and who you are and what your goals are you know what i'm saying a lot of people don't like to open themselves up but i'm i'm here for it i'm a, i'm an open book i've always said the same things about myself in any interview any podcast you know what i'm saying when people hear rap games they're gonna be like yo that that boy right there he he really, he really one of them. And it's just like that. So for me, I talked to Chris Move and all of them before. You know what I'm saying? Shakedown, I'm cool with. But, you know, Chris Move, he's one of those people where if you see him, it's like seeing a unicorn. You feel what I'm saying? I'm so, like, when we used to play Call of Duty and all that, I used to be in them Xbox parties because, remember, we got we got taken down by them Lizard Squad boys. <laughs> <laughs> so... So when the Lizard Squad took us down, I, I yo, I had to get an Xbox, bro. You know what I'm saying? I had to get a little Xbox from a joint out West Philly, bro. You know what I'm saying? She sold me a little a bummy uh memory slot joint for that joint, but it worked. It got the job done. And that's how I was able to get into parties with them. And we used to talk about like, you know, what what we rendering and what capture cards is people using, like, and he had all the game. You know what I'm saying? He knew what devices you needed. You know what I'm saying? He knew what editing softwares you need and stuff like that. So I ended up going into like archives of like their videos. Like maybe like I scaled back like a month of both of their contents. And I realized I'm like, oh, people really like using GTA inside of 2K video games. 
And people didn't realize the way my YouTube channel go, I do what the fuck I want. You know what I'm saying? My YouTube channel is to be consumed by people who fuck with me. If you don't fuck with me and you feel like you need to hate on me, then we ain't got shit to talk about. I'll never respond to you, dummy. It's just that simple. You won't ever get a rise out of me. So when I'm making content, I make it because I like it. So I played, you know what I mean, uh, all the Midnight Clubs on my channel. I played UFC on my channel. I played a couple RPGs on my channel because I like video games. I like doing different shit. Play Mortal Kombat. I've, I've, let, I've literally let everybody know what I'm into on my YouTube channel over the last 10 years. So when I seen the GTA getting in the mix, I'm like, damn, they using GTA. I really fuck with GTA. I, I beat that whole game. I know all the little, you know, corner spots and stuff like that to make the make the game look fire and all that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know what? I'm about to do my videos like that too. And that's how, you know what I'm saying? We started taking off crazy. Ended up going to Machinima Sports, getting that little deal. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the boy Constant. You know what I'm saying? They used to work at 2K. You know what I'm saying? He's doing something different now, but... You know, we um got monetization on those couple little videos. Then he presented me with a deal to get under Machinima's umbrella as an MCN to start making, you know, money on my channel. Once I started making money on my channel, I started grinding more. And then I started becoming the info guy. I wasn't just doing, you know, endorsement videos and a couple of my career gameplays and stuff like that. I was now doing tutorials and info. So I had like a hot spark, you know what I'm saying, within my seasons. Like if you see me June, June to August, I'm him on YouTube when it comes to 2K. No matter what year we in, from June to August, everybody want to hear what iPod got to say about the game because I keep it the realest. I don't sugarcoat nothing. I'll sign a contract with somebody, but I'm going to be me because I'm the influencer. I am a vendor. I'm not an employee of any company, my nigga, ever. You know what I'm saying? That's the best thing about doing what we do. As a content creator, you don't have to worry about being, you know, you know how people put in their bios, my thoughts are my own. They got to say that because they work for a reputable company that can write their ass off if they say something, something left. You know what I'm saying? That shit in your but, bio? Hell no. <laughs> my, my bio say your, um, your favorite creator's favorite old head. You know what I'm saying? Because people don't understand how I'm able to run in the circles that I run in and I don't do nothing. I'm just a regular dude, bro. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a, we, we going to get into that. But you asked me about the 2K joint. So um, it was Ronnie 2K's job as, you know, um, marketing manager to figure out who was popping within, you know, that 2K 12 to 2K 13 range, right? So the first community day, it was a whole bunch of us that was all doing the my career stuff. And you know what I mean? Then, you know, Shake and Bake came out with the whole my team joint with the, the VC glitching and all that type of stuff. So it was like they invited us out, right? And we was like, yo, this is gonna be crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's our first time out in Nevada. I never even knew what the fuck Nevada was, I only knew about Los Angeles, California. But Nevada was, you know what I'm saying? It's it's nice out there. I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? It's a nice place to live. But um, when anybody that saw Ronnie was the person, he was the point person. So he was the one, you know, talking to us in emails, you know, reaching out to us on social media and all of that. And he, he was the guy, you know what I'm saying? Now he don't have to do all that work. He has underlings that, you know, handle most of that. But 
when you hear NBA players, football, NFL players, rappers, and they be like, yo, um, Ronnie just called me about 2K. He about to send me the game type shit. He's he's still that point person. He knows how to build relationships. You know what I'm saying? And with him being the face of 2K, because whenever somebody say something wrong with the game, what they say? Ronnie, Ronnie 2K. Fix this shit. Ronnie this, Ronnie that. You know what I'm saying? So he's he's literally the face of it. That's why he's, you know, the head of North America. You feel me? When it comes to, to uh, NBA 2K. So, you know, he knows how to build relationships and our relationship started with that, you know, interaction. You know what I'm saying? Grinding, getting on 2K's radar. You know what I'm saying? Not saying too 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 bad of things about the game because it wasn't too many, you know, crazy problems like how it is now. Everybody complains about every little minuscule thing in video games now, no matter what video game you play. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't as crazy as it was, you know what I'm saying, now than it was back then. You feel me? So. You know that's how that's how that's how that started. You know what I'm saying Community Day was a movie too. I ain't gonna lie. The first one, yeah, first one was a movie. So we had K Spade on the on the podcast, and he yeah. said a couple of individuals got in trouble by 2K because they was running around the studios looking for um, Chris Moore. Yeah, that's tough. Was you one of those individuals? I mean, come on, man. You know, listen. You know I'm Mr. Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you know my body, bro. Like, all right. So look, I'm gonna I'm give you the, the absolute realest thing ever. This is gonna be a a straight to the point answer on that whole thing because I think some of the social media videos is still out there. Some of the like YouTube clips and stuff is still out there. This is what happened, right? We all got a list of who was coming to Community Day, right? Everybody got the list, right? And all of us decided, yo, this is going to be a dope time to link up and finally meet the people behind the voice or even the people who started doing face cams behind the face cams, right? Now, at this point, Chris Smoove has yet to do a face reveal. He was saving that, you know what I'm saying? Because his face reveal was with Tony Parker, if y'all remember, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So his he basically came out the next day after our community day. Wait, he had a time he out, had a time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. You said his because you just threw me off with that shit. <laughs> Nobody seen his face until that Tony Parker video. That was the first face video. Yes. Wow. Yeah, bro. He always had the little cell phone with the um the the tilted hat, but the the image was skewed like it was like in some edit photo photo editing app. You know them little as we used to use back on our little cell phones. Yeah, it was a it was a cell phone picture. And I'm saying he just skewed it a little bit, so nobody really knew what Chris Smooth looked like. You feel what I'm saying? So we all found out that Chris Smooth wasn't coming. You know what I'm saying? Um, I forgot who who was the person who was doing all the goddamn homework to figure out that this man wasn't coming. But when we found out, <laughs> we all did this shit. Like, like I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> we all, we was all running around the hotels, running around the, the, the goddamn facility, looking in trash cans, dumpsters, behind closed doors, looking in people's rooms. Like, bro, this was like before, like, like, 
skits was really a crazy thing like how you really watch instagram and and watch people's skits and stuff like that like if we would have did a where's chris move video like today people would people would eat that shit up but since it was back then and people didn't really understand the the jokingness because they didn't really know our culture like that 2k kind of took it the wrong way so the you know what i'm saying the dev team they they literally introduced i'm sorry not introduced invited chris move out for his own day so that he can have time to actually talk because he was the most technical out of all of us when it came to 2k so they really liked his opinion and what he had to say and stuff like that because he broke the game down so much like for me right when i played 2k i didn't really run plays i just go out there and run and gun it drop 90 and and i'm out of there you know what i'm saying k spade he created his build build it up a little bit in my career whatever the case may be and then he was going to my crew you know what I'm saying? Uh, Stax Montana, same thing. My career videos with the GTA gameplay and all that wasn't really playing online. But Chris Move was doing my career, running plays, you know, simulation basketball, something that 2K was really, 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 like, focused on back then. You know what I'm saying? So they really wanted that time with him to really, like, pick his brain about a lot of shit without everybody else, you know, doing what we doing because you know me and shakedown we was in that joint talking about yo we can't hear blocking like like when somebody slaps the ball for a block we can't hear it and you know what I'm saying so they wrote that on, on their little checklist and stuff like that so we all contributed to 2k13 and, and 2k and all, like all those games being good games but it's just they really wanted that time with chris move and we didn't know that that was going to happen. So we just made a, a, a nice little joke about it. You know what I'm saying? But, they, you know, they, some of them took it the wrong way. You feel me? I think they're still mad at me. <laughs> so did, have you ever met Chris Move in person? Like after this? No. Hey, Sean, was you in tune to YouTube uh, back then? Well, like the 2K? Not, the 2K? not like that, nah. Uh, hell nah. I, I was like what bro said at first. Like, I ain't know how nah, this shit was even going on. I was just... The nigga that like to play 2K and that'll whoop your ass on him. <laughs> Cause none of my homeboy really played the game like I did. So I got to goddamn get the extra practice in on the nigga goddamn knowing the plays and how to set screens and shit. Know, know how to pull that motherfucker. So yeah, outside of that, nah, I ain't know how this shit was going on, bro. Like this, this news to me. So iPod was 2K the first like major company to get involved with your YouTube channel? they was the the first gaming company to get involved with it so like i don't and i mean gaming development team so like you know a lot of people always talk about you know 2k sports and and stuff like that but there's a company under that that's the development team so like you know what i mean when we talk about take two interactive and stuff like that the parent company like i've worked with two games under their umbrella you feel what i'm saying which was nba 2k and uh grand theft auto so you know what i mean like they were the first they were the first gaming company to reach out for sure so you worked hands-on with the gta team uh so basically what we did was we did a couple of different little promotions some streams they uh you know sent me content let me know when the game was dropping you know what I'm saying? send me copies all of that type of stuff but i did not work directly with their development team i just worked with their social media team within Grand Theft Auto because they like they literally watched me for a few years like they they wanted to know 
you know, how was I so in tune with Grand Theft and, and stuff like that? And how, like, I think I did like a, a 60 parter of the, of the uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 playthrough. And that was like my, my end. And what they realized was when their online came out, GTA online for Grand Theft Auto 5, I was heavy on that. We was doing fight parties, like, you know what I mean? Like fight clubs and stuff. You know what I'm saying? We'd pull up out in the desert and all that before RP. Like, we'd literally create our characters online, put on all that, that fatigue dripping, all that. And we'd run out to the to the uh, desert, put all our cars in a circle and stuff like that, and have real fight clubs. People standing on the cars, talking about, yo, don't target them and all this type of stuff. We, we was doing that before RP. You know what I'm saying? It, it, was, it was a movie back then. I ain't gonna cut. <laughs> so, what was the next company... Uh, to branch out um it was my first product company that i ever worked with and that was astro gaming um so basically uh the way that i ran my youtube channel right i've always been the person to help out somebody else i never gate kept anything i never you know what i mean kept anything to myself i never was one of those people to use people for anything i was always just willing to you know help others because you know, my channel was my channel, and I told myself I was just going to do what I wanted with it. So I made up a series called So You Think You Can Commentate, where I would give people the chance to come on my channel with their original content and upload it. I put an intro and an outro on it, you know, put their name in the title, links in the description and stuff like that. And, you know, I announced it to my channel, let them know, like, yo, this is what I want to do. I want to give the other people on this, you know, YouTube platform my platform because a lot of people grind it. And, you know, people like, you know, XJ Reed, which is like king of the fourth quarter now, you know what I'm saying? He works with ESPN. He's on podcasts and stuff like that with, you know, some of the, the best in the entertainment business as far as sports go. You know what I'm saying? Like watching people like, you know, Cash Nasty and them come up like we did uh, Sports Commentator March Madness for two years. You know what I'm saying? Me, Wise and Now, X Chase Money and Regular Dave, we was all hosting it, right? And we had Game Face Studios as well. You know what I'm saying? We had K-Speed, Stax Montana. We had uh, QJB. We had a lot of big names. We had the Kid Kuda. Um, we had so many people within that that channel. It was it was insane. It was like it was like the uh, NCC of sports gaming because we saw people like Woody's Gamer Tag and all of them, and you know uh, Wings of Redemption and you know uh, Jive Turkey and all of them, and and stuff making group channels with each other. And that's what we did. We made a group channel for all the people that we knew in the sports community. So, you know, um, basically what ended up happening was um, this was the first time that I found out about sponsors, right? So there was somebody named uh, Miguel, um, Miguel Lozada. He's currently the partner manager for Elgato. Like, if you want to get with Elgato, you need to go through him, right? So at this point, me and him is talking, you know what I'm saying? He he gives me the plug, right, for Astro. You know what I'm saying? He taps me in with them, and I told them I was looking for, you know, to do a giveaway for the winner of our series. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, these these guys are editing high-level videos. They're they going to be doing a bracket of 64. Um, we probably need a headset, a bag, a jacket, you know, whatever they could, you know, pass off right and then we provided the other means so once i got the plug for that and they seen how well i was doing with the actual sports commentator march madness they reached out and said hey 
do you have a headset sponsor? And I was like, no, I'm not affiliated with anybody. And that's when the magic started. That's when, you know, you see me, you know, reviewing A50s, A40s, A A20s, A10s. Like I was, I was really him. You know what I'm saying? When it came to reviewing headsets from Astro because they was providing me with the product to actually try out. Like I would try these things. I would unbox one for the video, but I would be using the other one for like two weeks. And then I would do a giveaway of the one that I unboxed, excuse me. And then, you know, we just go from there. So that's what we, we was just continuously doing. And then it became with affiliate marketing where I had a link and stuff like that. Then it turned in from affiliate marketing to uh, photo shoots and paid activations and getting flown out to conventions as, you know, a Astro gaming affiliate. So, you know, eventually doing that turned into more income. So, you know, it's just, it's a blessing to, you know, be tapped in with a company like that for so long. And people know my, my caliber, they know my cloth. Like when I, when I speak that loyalty shit, it's really big with me. Like I'm loyal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I've been, I was on Facebook gaming when it first dropped, when the name was first announced and I rode that shit out for five years. You know what I'm saying? We in 2023 right now. So when somebody talk about loyalty, my manager from Machinima that turned into full screen got a job over at Facebook. I was, I was hype. I'm like, yo, I know somebody over there now. I'm tapped in with somebody that, that know me and know the type of person I am. And guess what? Kept getting deals, kept working, kept grinding. And, you know, my, my, my relationships have carried my career. I would say that more than anything. You know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to like working with other creators, like I'm one of those people where I don't want to work with you. I want to get to know you. I want to be your friend. And that's why a lot of people don't be realizing like why pie not where everybody else at is because I really don't care, bro. I got a wife and two kids. I play video games. That's all that I know. I play video games and I work. You feel me? And I spend time with my family. Everything else is a young man's game, bro. I can't be in a strip club grabbing asses. <laughs> you feel me? Can't be doing all that. Let me ask you some, because uh, uh, we heard how everything started, but uh, how was the support of your family or peers uh, when you started making content? Content, and did they help you, or did they kind of wait for some type of progress in what you was doing? Um, until this day, my family don't really know what the hell I do. <laughs> How many subscribers do you have on YouTube? Just for the audience. Uh, I think 650K. So, um, my family, they are from a long generation of, uh, the medical field, beauticians and entrepreneurs, right? So when it comes to entrepreneurship, and in our city, they run storefronts. So my father had a reputable clothing business, which now he owns a, a car detailing shop, right? My aunt owned a food uh, corner store shop, you know what I'm saying, where they sold breakfast food, stuff like that. My aunt and my uh, cousin owned a hair uh, salon, which now they own the two properties uh, surrounding that nail salon that are both ballrooms for weddings and events. Um, all of my aunts, except one of them, 
have been in the medical field. Um, one of my other aunts happened to be into real estate, which she handled like money and books and stuff like that. Um, all of my cousins that I know, they all went to the entrepreneurial field, except one of them that went into the workforce like I did. Now, the reason that I'm saying this is that I come from a long line of hustlers. They wake up every morning, every day, smile on their face, proud to be alive and to make money for their families. That's the only, that's the only agenda. Make money for your families, live a good life and potentially pass down that knowledge, you know what I'm saying, and, and give up game on what they do, right? So when it came to me, when I made my decision not to go to college, everything kind of changed. Now, I won't say that, you know, they separated themselves from me or I separated myself from them. It's just, I had to focus. So at the age of 17, I get a call from my cousin while I'm in the admissions uh, joint about to pay my first round of tuition because I passed all my tests, everything like that. I'm about to enroll into Delaware Community College. And my cousin called me and told me the airport hiring. I'm like, how much are you paying? He told me 944. I'm making 612 right now. I need that. That's the first thing I, I need that. So I got out of line, put the money in my pocket, took it back to the bank, went straight out to the airport, you know what I'm saying, same day, uh, and went in for a, a, a on-site interview because he knew somebody that could get me in. Now, let me let you know something. I wasn't supposed to be hired. I was 17 years old, and I didn't, uh, I didn't meet the qualifications because of my age, right? So I couldn't drive legally on the ramps you know, within the airport, like tugs and belt loaders and stuff like that. I, I couldn't drive those vehicles. So they stuck me in a bag room for a month and like six days. And within that month of six days, I'm, you know, loading up bags on a wall, pulling bags off belts and stuff like that, you know, learning the ins and outs of it. And that's how I got my job at the airport. That's how I started. You know what I'm saying? I started in the bag room. Once I turned 18, everything else opened up for me. I was able to fly. You know what I'm saying? I went to Atlanta on my first trip. Whew, Atlanta was crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This was before, you know, my girlfriend and, you know, my wife now and stuff like that. So it's just, you know, that's how I got started. But when it came to the YouTube, when it came to the social media stuff, I can tell y'all right now, when I say I am the second youngest of my generation of cousins, like my, my next cousin above me is in their mid-40s. You feel what I'm saying? So all of my, like, like my dad and my aunt Erica, they the babies of, of nine kids. So, you know, you know how that go. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, they all like all these sisters and brothers older. And so by the time that they have kids, they kids already in their teens. So it was really a real disconnect when I started doing the YouTube and all that, because they couldn't understand how I get to play video games and, Next thing you know, after they see me play video games and post those clips, I'm flying to Las Vegas or I'm flying somewhere to, you know, go on a family trip, not realizing I'm, I'm the ultimate hustler. Everything I did was for a reason. I never quit the airport. You want to know, I fly free. You know what I'm saying? If I want to go to Tokyo, it's going to cost me $37. You feel me? So when people be like, yo, you living a lavish lifestyle and all that, you don't know my life. 
Like all of my money that I make from everything goes into my kids, Roth IRAs, kids tuition, making sure the house is right, mortgage, all of that type shit. Like they be thinking like, like I ain't got no bust down chain and I'm like, I'm not wasting money that I bring in. My money is literally for the future. Like there ain't no medical plans in this YouTube shit. I ain't got no medical. I ain't got no dental. You feel what I'm saying? I got a real job for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people don't be understanding that. So, you know, that's, that's just, that's just how I got started. And that's why they don't really uh, still to this day understand it because they look at lavish lifestyles of celebrities on social media and think that since I'm a YouTuber, I get a certain amount of views that that's how my life is too. And it's really not. You know what I'm saying? I deal with the same shit everybody else do with every day. You just make it a little better than everybody else. Yo, but, but you know what's crazy though? You know how like, you know, um, social media is supposed to be like a, a person's highlight of their life, right? All right. On social media, I post, I post when I'm down. I post when I'm fucked up. All that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's just, it's my life story. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't just post when I'm flying out. You know what I'm saying? I post when I'm with my kids. I post when I'm with my wife. I post when I'm just bored. You know what I'm saying? But I don't get caught up in social media as much as other people do. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember when Worldstar came out and you'll get lost for nine hours scrolling? Just like TikTok it is today. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do that. That's just, it's just not, it's not, it's not in me. It don't, that set of dopamine, it doesn't set me off. You feel what I'm saying? So when I get on social media, I might scroll for seven, eight posts. If I don't see man, man and all of them in the, in the first couple of scrolls, I just scroll through the story, you know, see if they popped any stories because that's how you keep people in your algorithm. You feel me? If you scroll for a couple of times and I see Gillian and, and Wallow for six posts straight, I'm going to get off because they just going to give me Gillian Wallow for the next 20 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And they post a lot. They post a lot of content all the time. So I'll go to stories to regenerate my shit to people that I fuck with. You know what I'm I might go to Stack Story, go to Man Man Story, go to um Aaron's story, go to Duke and them story, Kai and them story, just to just to fix my algorithm. Because when Javante just fought, you know what I'm saying? He just, uh, you know, beat the goofy out of Ryan. I was watching boxing videos on my Instagram, right? Next thing you know, all the suggested reels, every single reel is a boxing video. So now I got to, I got to clean up my Instagram and not go on there for a little bit and then look at, some motivational quotes, some weightlifting, you know what I'm saying? Some gaming, just to, just to reset it. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what I usually do most of the time. Now that is your face. Cause recently I've been, you know, I done transitioned over to the, the vegan side. So every video I see when I get on Instagram is a vegan recipe. I'm <laughs> <laughs> talking about every video. But, uh, well, congrats. What's up? <laughs> What's your greatest accomplishment or accomplishments while you've been a content creator? <clears throat> okay. I got three. Uh, my first accomplishment, and I'm going to give a little segue to it. Um, Ronnie2k called my phone one day and was like, yo, uh, we want to fly you out to Oklahoma City. Um, we're going to have sub the gamer there. We're going to have QJB. We're going to have Nick, the Bulls fan. Um, we're going to have some, some, some fun content out there for y'all to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you want to go come fly out? I'm like, yeah, sure. No doubt. Why not? You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm thinking in my head, like free flight, 
some content to shoot. They probably about to have like some type of new nuance to the game or something like that. All right, bet. Let's do it. I get out there. Ronnie bring all of us in a room with this lady until she, she was like, um, we need y'all to sign some papers. And, you know, back then I was just getting into business. Right. So when it came to paperwork, I would read everything. So while I sub the game right now, is just, you know, writing, writing, just signing it. I'm reading it. And this shit is talking about acting agencies and talent and, you know what I mean? Television and royalties and, and shit like big ass words that we won't hear about from the trenches. You feel me? I'm like, I'm like, ma'am, um, do I need, do I need a lawyer? She's like, uh, I mean, if you have a, uh, a publicist or, you know what I mean? An assistant or anything with you, they, you know what I mean? We can, we can easily, you know, have them look at it. I'm like, but now nah, this shit is real. So what I read on the paper was that this was a commercial that was supposed to be shot today with Kevin Durant. Like literally like he's here on site. I'm like, ain't no way this nigga is in the playoffs right now. How the f he's in the play. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. This nigga's got to be in San Antonio somewhere. Nigga, Kevin Durant walked through that fucking door. <laughs> I'm blew my motherfucking top, bro. I say, ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way, bro. Like this shit crazy. You know what I'm saying? So at, at that point, that that was my biggest accomplishment being able to play a video game fall in love with the game and and showcase the game to my fan base to the point where i get a call from a rep at 2k to come out and do some in real life content with an nba star superstar you know what i'm saying and get paid for it and get royalties on it not just a one-time fee that shit paid me for a little bit. That that was a huge accomplishment, and I and I I'll never forget that shit. The shit that shit that Ronnie did right there, that shit was legendary. Shit, unforgettable, nigga. I'll tell my grandchildren about that shit, boy. Like how how you meet Kevin Durant? You met him? You met him passing by the tunnel at the game? No, I had real conversations with boy. You know what I'm saying? Not just a handshake. We really sat down and kicked it for a little bit. I told him how trash his Xbox was and he needed to come over to PlayStation. He just wasn't biting. Like all that, like, like that, that was a huge accomplishment. Um, the second one, um, it was the first fiscal year that I made six figures. Huge accomplishment. Something that I thought I would never do to the point where it made me stop being a full-time agent at the airport. I can no longer be full time at the airport and sustain making six figure income from content creation and streaming. So that was, that was huge for me because I didn't even notice it until it was time to do my taxes. And when I did my taxes, I had to write down on the income slot, you know, and I just added every, uh, divvied everything up. How much I made? And I saw the number. I said, Holy shit. Lean back in my chair. I said, yo, karma's a motherfucker that that good karma when you really put out good energy and you don't be on no bullshit you don't got no ulterior motives with people and you just be a, a genuine person they really get that shit back bro it, it, everything come back tenfold bro tenfold that shit was wild to me that shit i, I, I damn near cried bro i ain't gonna lie you know what i'm saying i've only cried like probably like four times since i've been an adult and that, that was one of them bro like, damn, this shit real.
generally real. Um, the last accomplishment, I would say, my my last my last biggest accomplishment, the top three, is the inspiration that I've been to people to actually not on the game and shit, but like in real life shit. So like, I've I've helped many people build their credit and stuff like that, and I've actually helped people you know become entrepreneurs because they told me that with with them doing the research that I gave them to fix their credit, it taught them to still want to learn. Like, you know what I mean? Like after, after high school or after their college days and stuff like that, they thought once they got into the workforce, everything was just going to work out for them. But they said, you always continuously learn. And that's what I was trying to put people on to. Like, yo, we sponges, bro. Like my dad, like in real life, my father right now, nigga, he got a final Tuesday. That nigga in college, he's 61. I'm dead, I'm dead fucking serious with both of y'all right now. That nigga 61 years old in college, nigga. That's the we sponges, bro, forever. It's it's always something we will not know and be willing to learn. So, you know, when it came to helping people with their credit, at first it was, yo, I'm telling you, this this is gonna work out for you. You know what I'm saying? I, I promise you, if you follow these steps. You're going to get yourself out of whatever hole you in. You're going to feel a lot better about it. You ain't going to feel scammy about it. You ain't going to feel like a motherfucker beating you over your head, your head lying to you about your credit score. This shit going to help you. And then the day that I dropped my Amex card inside the chat, I think, I think the following week, I think I got like, I think like $700 in referral money from the self uh, credit card uh, joint from the referral link. Like I, I used to get like 10 here, 20 there, 30 here. The most I ever got was like a, a check for $70. That means seven people, you know, got referred to the self joint. Bruh, when I dropped that AMS card in the Discord, niggas was like, no, he ain't lying. This shit gotta work. And and I and I was telling people from the from the get-go, yo, I'm telling you this shit work. Take this free game. That's all I'm about, bro. I'm about free game. I don't need to charge nobody for nothing. Is is it's easy because you gonna as long as you genuine you gonna make it all on the back end, and and I made seven hundred off of just that one run for dropping an Amex card in the joint. You put good energy out there and show people that this shit really worked, bro. You gonna get paid back, bro. Somehow, some way, you ain't got you ain't got to take the people's money. The corporations they got plenty of it. Trust me. I ain't gonna lie. I I can't say. As far as like good karma, that shit, that shit is real. Like I, I really, 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 highly like believe in that shit. But sometimes you had on rough spots where you started questioning that shit. Like goddamn, like I'm out here being good and head on right. I ain't doing no crazy ass shit. I'm helping people left and right and shit. I'm the, I'm the last one to get help or I'm not getting help at all. So. I guess you just gotta you like motherfuckers say you just gotta stay down. Yeah, you gotta you gotta push through. Dead serious. Like like so the the type of person that I am, like my wife always told she tell me this shit all the time. She she always be like, I don't know how lucky I am because anytime she's sick, anytime she's been through surgery, medical shit, whatever the case may be, I wait on her hand and foot. I don't give her the look like I don't want to be bothered. I don't give her the look like, why am I here? Nigga, do that shit. Because guess what? 
somebody always going to need somebody, right? And if you're the type of person where you feel like you want something in return for doing for something for somebody, or you feel like your time is too valuable for others, they're going to give you that same energy. Just watch. So the energy that I give everybody, like, like my, um, my wife, she told me like, um, that her grandma loves me. Like I'm her favorite. You know what I'm saying? Her grandmother, I'm her favorite. You feel me? Because when it comes to helping people out, it's five to 10 minutes of your time. You know what I'm saying? And it's 24 hours in a day. If you say you can't be there for somebody because you too busy, and then you go and turn around and scroll on your phone for the next two hours while that person needed your help, you dead fucking wrong to me. Keep it all the way tall. You dead wrong because... You know, the elderly need us, you know what I'm saying? Because we young, you know what I'm saying? You pay that shit forward. Always. The sick need us. You pay that shit forward because you ain't sick. You could be in a, the worst possible position, but there's always somebody in a worse position than you. And you got to use that as your your compass. You know what I'm saying? That's And that's what I go by. Like, when I had caught COVID, when it, when it was uh, running rampant, right? People were telling me, that motherfuckers had to get put on ventilators. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had underlying conditions and shit like that. People was dying by this shit, bro. And I had COVID. I caught a couple body sweats. I had a headache for about an hour. After I took everything that I took, I started feeling fine. I'm like, I took the test. Yo, I really got that shit. Yo, I could be really fucked up right now. Nah, bro. Turn on the stream. I streamed every day I had COVID, bro. Fought through that shit because I could have been in a, a worse scenario than anybody else, bro. Dead serious, bro. I could have been on somebody's hospital bed, bro. Like at that point, when you feel like you can't do nothing for yourself, that's when you go and seek the help. You know what I'm saying? But when you know, like, yo, I can I can beat this. Stay strong. Keep fighting. Don't don't mess up your your day and, and stuff like that. Because guess what? When a person feel like they can't do nothing for themselves, like say you catch the flu, right? And you know you get the body aches and all that shit. What they tell you? Yo, you need to sweat that shit out. So when I get the flu, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to walk till I can't walk. I'm going to sweat that shit out as much as I possibly can. Take Theraflu around the clock. Take the, the night cool, all that shit. But I'm not just going to lay in nobody's bed for, for, for 22 hours out the day. You know what I'm saying? Especially if I'm feeling up to it. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of dude I am, bro. Like, I'm I'm strong with this shit, bro. I fear I fear nothing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I want my life that much. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's just how I've always been, bro. Like, I, I value life, everyone's life. You know what I'm saying? Especially my own. And I just, I play my cards that way all the time. Looking back over all these years, you've been, you know, you've been making content and stuff. What would you tell your younger self or somebody younger? I would definitely tell my younger self to save that money, bro. The first five to six years of, of what I was doing, they'll save that money, bro. You gonna need it later. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I was doing a lot of shit that I wasn't supposed to do. I didn't recently, you know, um, I didn't get myself on track until recent. You know what I'm saying? Like in the last like four to five years, that's how that like, you know, doing the business, you know, saving, you know, building family wealth and shit like that. Like, I didn't start all that, in, you know, in the last five, four, four to five years. You feel me? The first six? Shit. 
Sheesh, I was blowing everything. I didn't care, bro. Buying cars, going on trips, whatever the case may be. Like, you know, like, you know, uh, when I, when we were traveling, we would, you know, get comp rooms and stuff like that, right? So we staying at the, some of the best hotels, right? And we are staying there for $35, right? The resort fee. We flew free. So the money that we would have, you know, spent on a flight and, a, and, a, and, a, and all that and the travel stuff, we would just blow it while we out there. We did that with so many trips, bro. But I was, I would have saved that money, bro. Definitely. That, that would, that would have been my advice to myself. Save that money, bro. Cause I, I wouldn't change anything I've done. I love all the relationships I have in this industry. Um, I love all the friends that I've made from this game and shit. And truthfully, I love where my mental space is now. My mental space is a thousand times better than what it was 12 years ago. You feel what I'm saying? For sure. Now, um, advice to a new person coming in, do what works for you and stay out of harm's way. Now, what I mean by that is everybody's content is going to be different. Your content ain't never going to be the same as somebody else's. It may resemble it. You may be a fan of it. You may be a, a steward to it. You may feel like that person is your your mentor to it because you've, you've watched them come up, but your content is your own. So as long as your content is your own, you doing you. But when I say stay out of harm's way, I mean, don't get into these unnecessary beefs over content creation. You know what I mean? Like we recently had a, a little spat go on last night or the night before, whatever it went on between, you know, a uh, musician and a Twitch streamer. Right now, there is no reason that, you know, they should have had a conversation like they had on stream and stuff like that. But it's like those unnecessary beefs and, you know, trying to go viral on some negative stuff. That ain't that ain't how you keep relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like people, people are out here doing positive things because they have a positive mindset. So when you feel like somebody talking about you or something like that, don't just run real quick to social media. Try to go through the back channels. See if you can get the they IG or the number or something like that through a, a, um, a, a person that's like, you know, linked to both of y'all. And then y'all say y'all can squash that shit because the unnecessary beef is of, yeah, it's going to be cool. You might end up on a shade room and all that. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you that viral, you know what I'm saying? You know, you might end up on a shade room and all that, but that's that negative stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then all you going to do is you going to harp on all the negative comments that's in your chats. You ain't never going to worry about the positive shit no more. You're going to be with the shits all the time. And next thing you know, that's going to hurt your content because your content used to be all about you. Now your content is all about beating the next man. And that's, and that, that's where it is. It's cool to have friendly competition, but once you start making content to one up somebody else every single time, it's like, what you doing it for? You're not doing it for yourself no more. This is a cloud era. So we got to ask. Um, I know on one of our early episodes, we talked about, um, Kassinet. and now we talked, we dropped the episode before he broke the record. We didn't know whether or not he was going to break the record, but we, we predicted that he would. Mm -hmm. What was it like being at the mansion live, seeing him break the record? 
Okay. So I'm going to give you some backstory on that, right? Because I feel like everything happens for a reason. And the way that I move, I move for specific reasons. So Kai tells me that he's getting prepared for a subathon, right? And I'm like, yo, I might pop out one day. He's like, all right, bet. Just hit me whenever you want to come. Boom. That's already sealed and delivered then, right? So I can come anytime I want. So I call Asian and all of them. I say, yo, where's Kai at? He was like, oh, he out LA. I said, oh shit, damn. That ain't just a two, hour, two and a half hour flight no more. Shit, this shit, five and a half hours. All right, bet. Boom. About a week go by within like the, the, the like his last two weeks, like a week go by, right? So I'm trying to figure out what I want to do when I go there. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I want to try to, you know, take them out somewhere, you know what I'm saying, celebrating all that. So, I'm talking to the homies in the cell squad, Trey, Chase, Raunchy, Ricky, Ken, right? And I'm like, yo, who want to go to LA with me? That's all I said. I said, who want to go to LA? And Trey was like, shit, I'm down. I'll go to LA. What, what, we, what we doing? I said, I, I'll give you more details later. So, this is now the the day before his last day i called trey and i say yo we're going to la we're going to cost in that crib and i want you to be a sponge i say you one of these next niggas fot is growing your brand is growing you you the next big twitch streamer i see this shit right i'm like yo your reactions is funny you a fucking hilarious dude You've always been innovative with this shit. Even even with the 2K shit. Like he was making glitch videos. Well, not even glitch videos, but um, you know, those PC exploit videos before niggas was really on it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yo, Trey, you up next, bro. I'm taking you out here to learn. That's what I'm doing. I'm going, I'm going to chill with my homie, but this shit is for you to actually learn what it takes to be a big streamer like this. He was like, all right, bet. Fuck it. So we go out LA. I rent the charge. We ride up to the hills. And, you know, we come into Casanet midstream. You know what I'm saying? Security and all of them. They they chilling, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I holla at Waleed and shit and uh, Kai assistant. Uh, and we just, you know, wrapping it up and stuff like that. So then I just bust in the door and was like, yo, what up? He's like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Because I just texted him was like, yo, what's the Addy? And he didn't know when I was coming, you know what I'm saying? So because I had to get a whole bunch of shit together. Me and Trey ended up going to IHOP and all of that type shit. So, you know, it was it was just it was a cool vibe because that's what friends do. Like you just pop in and say what's good because you know they working. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody trying to bombard nobody stream or nobody subathon. It's just, yo, what up? I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we'll talk later for sure. So, you know, it was just one of those things where, like, in that moment, bro, I'm dead serious to you. This, like this is uh, this is the realest shit I'm gonna ever say to anybody on a podcast. This shit that Kai Sanat does, my nigga. This nigga makes a YouTube video every time he streams. I'm gonna say it again. Every time Kai Sanat streams, it's a YouTube video. The ideas are written on a word pad. His assistant makes it happen. He grabs the ball. And he runs a hundred yards every time for a touchdown. Every time this nigga go live, bro. Like, 
it's it's insane how he does it, but it's always a method to the madness, and it's it's fucking successful. You know what I'm saying? And he and being a, a good, genuine person at that makes everything better. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, when he was crying, he called his mom Dukes and shit. I'm just like, yo, this shit is legendary, bro. First black streamer to ever do that and broke the record on Black History Month. That on base and it's a short month at that. That shit was legendary, bro. Shit was legendary. So basically. The way the way that Kai was doing it, right? He was setting it up where it's like he would have his hype moments and his downers, right? So like every hype moment he get in the chat, right? You know what I'm saying? He got the he got the production team looking at the boards and shit because they had seven pan cams in the crib. So whenever Kai would walk into a different room, the, a, a camera could pan to this nigga. You know what I'm saying? So when he would leave his mic set up, he had a lavalier mic or or a um, shotgun mic pointing at him whenever he walked in these rooms. This shit was a production, my nigga. That's how crazy this shit was. This wasn't no just streaming at the TV. I mean, you know I'm saying on your game and set up all day. No, this nigga was going, taking showers, sleeping. You know what I'm saying? Playing pool. You know what I'm saying? I had bar shots in the living room with a bunch of different shit. Like it was in, yo, it was a whole production, bro. But man, that moment watching him hit that shit, bro. Like I wouldn't want to be nowhere else. It was it was that fire, bro. The energy was so dope because you know how like you know Twitch is now like our our old TV programs, right? So like when you want to watch some entertainment, most people go to Twitch now. You know what I'm saying? Some people still do Netflix and Hulu and all that type of stuff, but when you want to watch content in real life, reality type shit, you go to Twitch. So imagine us being in the same room as the person that's live, and we all got our phones out. We all in the chat chatting, some of us sending gifteds, and it's a board with his face on like three different screens, and they panning cams and all that stuff with the production team and the production team, like, oh, it's coming. And the mods and his staff and all of that 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 helps him do this shit on the fly. Like every time you be like, Yo, mods, yo, mods, do this, do this. They doing that shit in the background. You know what I'm saying? He not doing that, he not changing his sub goals and pulling shit off screen and and all of that he not doing that like this nigga literally broke the site that was updating his sub count like that's how insane that shit was bro like it's just the shit was the shit was legendary like legendary bro that should be that shit gonna be talked about for the next probably 50 to 100 years bro easy that shit made the shit made shave room it made baller alert. It made the news. It made tabloids. It made actual newspaper articles. You know what I'm saying? My man, my man just did a GQ interview. Like it's just, it's a it's a lot of blessings in this industry of content creation, bro. It just really is. And watching something like that, it, it inspires me as well, for sure. I ain't gonna lie, I'm just sitting here like, bro, they gotta be they gotta they gotta be amazing experience, bro. That's dope as fuck. All in, I mean, just to even be a part of that, bro. Bro, listen, when they when they told me, yo, you want to get on the Ferris wheel, I was like, what? Oh, they was building the Ferris wheel in the front driveway, bro. <laughs> like, bro, bro I'm yo, the shit, yo, I can't make this up. The shit was really a movie. Like, watching him and 
everything that he had lined up every day, every night. You know what I'm saying it's just you you can't do that shit without a team. Like that's 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 the blessing of having a team behind your visions. You know what I'm saying? When you say, yo, I want I want I want to do something with scissor, make it happen. And they really make that happen, or even scissor on the other line is in is saying, I want to work with Casanet. That is legendary. It's, it's crazy because what musician that you know would say, I, I want to work with a content creator. He in, he in a beautiful position right now. Well, hell yeah, bro. Like, bro, you you can't go into rooms when, when it comes to music, when it comes to, you know, mukbangs, when it comes to just, you know, interviewing musicians and getting the real raw them out of it without, you know, the... the uh, the media type of feel to it. You know what I mean? Because with media, they be having questions and stuff like that, that, you know, everybody has asked them 17 times and stuff like that. Whereas though Kai's joints be more of a, like, yo, this is, it's a cool vibe. Just kicking it type shit. So, uh, how did the, uh, relationship between you and Kai start? Oh man, real shit. Funny ass story, bro. So, this is after AMP is already solidified. They already doing their thing, right? So I was making my rounds to Atlanta when Agent and them had first moved down there because, you know, it's only like a two-hour flight. So I go down there now with Kai, Duke, Phantom, Chris Next Door. Like, every everybody is now in Atlanta. It's not just Asian and Davis no more. Everybody's in Atlanta, right? <clears throat> so... I come in the crib and everybody's just sitting around trying to figure out what they want to eat. I'm coming in with luggage. You know what I'm saying? Damn near a motherfucking sleeping bag. Like I'm, I'm like, bro, suited and booted in that joint. Right. And then God just walk up. was like, why this old nigga bring his whole house? <laughs> and that, and that's how it started, bro. That's, that's how our relationship started, bro. I've always been the, the resident old head, the resident dad, bro. Always shit for this fuck. That's too funny. That sounds like some shit Kai say. I just really wanted to touch on the uh the whole, you know, you there when he breaking his record and shit though. Uh, like literally me and man watched that nigga every fucking day. That shit was a movie. We seen when your ass walked in there. We was like, bro, what the fuck this nigga got going on? <laughs> like what the fuck he just popped his head in the room from? But nah, that shit was just epic just watching that shit, bro. Like cheering for the young nigga bro like i like i say me growing up with with the issues i faced growing up in the streets or growing up in music and figuring shit out on my own or coming shit on my own i always root for the young niggas bro like i don't want to be that old nigga that be like man fuck that young nigga or you know just some old slick hating that shit like a lot of these niggas do bro like i'm the nigga that wishing the best for these niggas and Damn near cried when the nigga broke the record. You feel me? Because that yeah. shit historic, bro. It's historic. Shit, like, bro, like, all, all I can say is, right, when I caught the, it's a it's a moment on Waleed's phone of Kai sitting there about to, you know, break down. And it's a videographer videoing him for the documentary he about to drop. Oh, I don't even know what I was about to say. Yeah. But he got some shit coming. But it's like, you know, watching that moment, right? When I record something, I look at my phone 
And if everything's in frame, I then look over my phone because I want to be in a moment with you. I hate watching shit through my phone while recording. You know what I'm saying? So like just watching that shit, bro. And then like going out in the hallway and then watching him like, you know, go call his mom and shit like that. Like, bro, I'm telling you, that shit hit different, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? The first thing he did was call mom Deuce, bro. Like, I, I be feeling like, man, sometimes I wish I had that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't I can't just call mom Deuce and, 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 and talk about what I do. You know what I'm saying? I could talk to my papa about it. He understand it a little bit, enough to say he proud of me. You know what I'm saying? And he, and he see what I'm doing. But I ain't got that same relationship. Anytime I see any content creator any youtuber any streamer like any fucking anybody bro just fucking vibing with their mom dudes bro that shit hit different to me bro because i ain't got that same relationship you know what i'm saying it's 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 like that bro like you know what i'm saying that should that should have break you you know what i'm saying if you if you're not strong enough type shit you know what i mean nah it definitely is because of, i can relate to that with the music shit like my mom really had no idea what I was doing. I started fucking with music like around like 14, 13, 14, just fucking out record myself, laptops, you know, just getting little shit, doing little shit, buying microphones and shit, learning shit. And then like one of the uh, one of the homies in, in the neighborhood I was living in at the time, I'm, I'm fresh on this, in this neighborhood. I don't really know nobody. Uh, he was a DJ. And he started taking me to clubs and shit. I'm still in high school at this point, like staying late night clubbing, learning how to DJ, DJing clubs for older folks and shit, going to the late night spot with him. You feel me? And um, mm -hmm. my mom had no idea, bro. My mom was working. She was a waitress at fucking Waffle House, bro. And I'm out here making my own money, taking care of myself, basically. You feel me? So she like, where you getting that money from? I'm like, bro, this is what I do, but not having an understanding of it. So it took one of the local artists to go to Waffle House one night. She was a waitress there. And um, he was pretty known. He had a song uh, on the radio and shit. And uh, she was like, oh, so you so-and-so? He was like, yeah. He was like, uh, you know, just talking to her or whatever. He was like, you know who I am? She was like, yeah. My son, you know, he a DJ or whatever. And he was like, what's your son's name? She was like, DJ Young Sean. And he was like, that's my bro. Wah, da, 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 da. And just got the, you know, running it to her like, how important mm -hmm. I was in the city and shit. And she came back home and just hug a nigga out of nowhere. Like, bro, I'm proud of you. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck I do? So she just got the, you know, telling me what Brett said about me and shit. And, and that shit do hit different, bro. Like, because before then, like, I really didn't think nobody gave a fuck. You feel me? Truthfully, mm -hmm. nobody did because they didn't know. They didn't know what the fuck I had going on. That's real shit. Like, me, my, my situation a little different. Like, I, you know, past scars and shit like that. So, you know what I mean? Like, we ain't really, you know, been seeing eye to eye for going on two decades, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like, we ain't, we ain't really, like, we, we, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's just family shit. I mean, nah, for sure. I hope y'all get through this shit, bro. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I always say, you know what I'm saying? I, I love my mom, you know what I'm saying, to death. And I'm always gonna be there for her, you know what I'm saying? No matter what she say to me, I'm, I'm always gonna be there, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm the son in the situation, so. Nah, for sure, sure. Yo, one last question, iPod. To the listeners uh -huh. out there that's not that don't know or might not be in tune with all the major brands you work that work with, just name a few of the the major companies and uh and brands that you you work with. Okay, all right, bet, bet, bet. Got you. 
Let me just pull up my notepad. Man, you really shit. Notepad is crazy, bro. You really I got, notepad I got, is. I got, media, I got a media kit, bro. That is crazy, bro. Bro, you gotta have you gotta have a media kit, bro. Like it's it's trust me, it's it's dope. It's dope to have because you know when it's times like this, you you can run it you can run it down without having to go uh uh, uh every ten seconds. You feel me? <laughs> I'm gonna just go on and book my plane ticket so I can learn some shit, bro. Oh, my this mama. is crazy. All right, so now I got a question for you. Do you want me to name people that have stock options or just brands? With who you, who you worked with? Yeah. Man, I don't give a fuck. Just name them hoes. All right. <laughs> I worked with NVIDIA. I worked with HP. I worked with Best Buy. I've worked with the NBA. I've worked with SeatGeek. I've worked with Champion. I've worked with Ridges Chips. I've worked with St. Jude. I've worked with BT. I've worked with Puma. I've worked with Facebook. Um, I've worked with Live Nation. Um, they they do things for like, you know, the the uh, concerts and stuff like that. Um, I've worked directly with, you know, PlayStation, YouTube, Twitch, all of that. I've worked with um, two reputable uh, sports brands, uh, of course, Eagles and the Sixers. Um, I've also worked with Rockstar Games, Mountain Dew, um, and a couple uh, joints that people might not know. Uh, Crown Royal. So, like, if you you know if you in the that 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 dark liquor, you know, I work with them too. That's just a few of this off this media kit list. Man, change your name to I Plug King Carter. <laughs> I, I can't, bro. I'm already verified, man. I can't, man. Yo, it took it took yo, it took it took a couple articles to get written about me to get verified, man. I can't change it now, bro. I can't, I can't, man. I can't. I ain't gonna lie. Yo, the the as long as I've been in the game. Guess what? You still here, bro. You still working. You still innovating. That's that's one thing that you gotta literally pat yourself on the back for. Because there's a lot of people that just couldn't hack it. That couldn't deal with the stress. You know what I'm saying? Deal with the long nights, the long hours. You know what I'm saying? Sitting in front of these monitors, twiddling your motherfucking fingers is a mother nigga, you learned how to code, bro. Come on, man. You learn how to fucking code out here in these streets, bro. You doing shit people don't really want, feel like they don't have the time to do when the shit to you is now easy. You know what I'm saying? You can really get paid for your services out here doing sideline shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and excuse me, that's what I, that's what I really be feeling like sometimes, yo. All the stuff that we learn, we can really be vendors for others. Like, who's to say when I turn 40, I might not want to just be a video editor. And make money in the background. Who needs to be the face? You feel what I'm saying? Like, bro, why why can't I work for a social media management? You know what I mean? And just be in the background actually in the industry. And just take a year off and say, yo, I'm going to chill on the content creation for a year. I'm going to actually get a job in the industry and see what that's about. Because remember, this shit, yo, life is a learning experience, bro. And we we gonna be on this earth for a long time. Put that in the air right now. Put it in the air. You are gonna be here for a long time. Nah, facts. So keep learning. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And God, you know what I'm saying? We 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 know we, we done had weight issues, troubles, and shit like that. Turn that right around. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know that you know what that is? Determination, bro. Man, I tell him I ain't got that. I tell my wife today, I'll be shape shifting like a motherfucker, dog. <laughs> All I gotta do is get it on my mind for real, for real. Mm -hmm. so. That's it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 
that's that's the one thing that a lot of people don't understand that come with this game. You gotta be determined. As long as you determined and you got your goals, you good. Because you got something to fight for, you got something to work for. And you and the more shit that you learn on top of what you fighting for, it's just a added blessing, bro. Like I know how to edit videos, bro. I know how to make thumbnails now. What the fuck? <laughs> like I think I've learned that shit on YouTube. I ain't even had to pay for no courses, bro. All that shit is off the muscle. That literally me learning how to do all that shit is all profit. Man, shout out my motherfucking OG iPod King Carter, man. Indeed, bro. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I, I really appreciate you coming through the podcast, blessing us. Oh, no problem, bro. Because you a big, you a big deal out here in these streets. And to have you on rap games is one of our one of our first guests. Of like, that's dope as fuck. And so I appreciate you coming through fucking with us, dog. But now nah, you know what that is, though, right? That's the friendships we built. You feel me? Nah, facts. You know what I'm saying? Relationships, they, them Jones don't change. Like, bro, you already know what I told you. Like, as soon as Jones told me who RP server was, I was like, oh, yeah, be in there. Fuck with me, man. Been watching this content. What's up with it? Be in that joint. That's simple. Hey, I don't know. Well, I, I got to say this shit, though. I want to say I appreciate you because a lot of servers came up that had buku clout that you could have ran to, bro, but you, you rock with a nigga till the wheels fell off. Okay, yeah. that's, yeah, that's loyalty, nigga. You already know. Loyalty, I'm my, my that's my cloth, bro. Loyalty, bro. That's what I stand by. Hey, uh, iPod. Before we head out, let everybody know who don't know where to follow you at on social media. Whoo, um, I used to say just Google me, but I'm gonna be a little bit more direct. If you want to watch streams from me, go to twitch.tv slash Carter. If you want to watch YouTube content, youtube.com slash Carter. And if you just want to, you know, kick it and, and learn how to build your credit and, you know what I'm saying, learn how to, you know, play the, the, the long stock game, come to the Discord, you know what I'm saying? Discord.gg slash Carter. It's free game. Everything's free. You feel me? All right, bro. This is episode five. DJ Young Sean, the street source, and I got my brother. Man, man, grind the fuck hard. And we out this bitch.